Charon just said, from the angel's perspective, everything is now. That's why we're so powerful, because we can see that and we create from the now. Humans have difficulties because they keep thinking, I just thought this is what I want and I don't see it around me, right? You know, must be doing something wrong, right? That's a thought. They said, get rid of the thought that it's not around you. It is. Now, it may look to you like a seed. It's not the big old oak tree yet, right? It's just the seed of the oak tree. So we say to you very clearly, because all of you have been asking and wondering, asking Karen, asking Olin, this same question. Here's your answer. You think it's not coming to you. It is. But it is the seed of the thing. You're focused too much on the future. You got to accentuate the positive. Wow! I feel good. A little bit of feel good goes a long way. You're listening to Karen Swain, teacher of deliberate creation, accentuating the positive, showing you a way to a better life. Accentuating the positive, it's not just bad, it's sanity. Who in their right mind would accentuate anything else? If you feel like that's what you want to do. Well, we're always guided in everything we do. Hello and welcome to another show, Accentuating the Positive with Karen Swain. The angels have asked me to spread their message more, so I've been actively looking for angel people to speak about them. I can speak about them, but I love, you know, I love having conversations with other people. And I'd love to introduce you to angel translator, Olene Morales. There we go. Welcome to the show, right. Olene. <laughs> Thank you so much. It is an honor and a pleasure to be with, with you here today. Uh, lovely energy. And I'm really excited to see what the angels have to say and what message they want to give to your beautiful audience. And I tell you what, we've got an army of angels, a crowd of angels <laughs> sitting here with us today and they're completely spacing me out. <laughs> You're welcome. And just enjoy it. For those of you who are watching this, you're very sensitive and can feel it. They're just here to bring you the joy of their energy. And, and so just welcome it. It's going to be a very powerful transmission. So as you watch this, if you feel energy shifts, just, you know, stay grounded and enjoy it and perfectly normal but thank you so much for for inviting me I'm, I'm really excited to talk to you you know the angels asked me specifically to get more people on the show to spread their message and i've got a few questions but really i show up to all of my shows like they're in control of all of this anyway and they um show me you know they show me what to ask but i really wanted to get into you know how they help us a bit more but before we do that to get more in specific and i want to i want to talk about your your journey you know your journey of meeting them starting to work with them your awakening journey because unlike a few people that i've in, interviewed or had conversations with about angels it, it, it didn't sort of start from the get-go did it or did it when you were a little yeah so uh my experience has been like yours but i feel most people i meet who do this professionally they've been doing for 20 30 years and they have they've known since they were a child and it's this whole thing and so i haven't yet found you will let me know if you find someone else like me but for me it just started almost it's almost gonna be three years okay. and so it's not to say i you know i didn't have the gift when i was a child i just didn't that's not i wasn't talking to angels when i was a child so um when i was a child i grew up catholic i had you know many years where I was atheist where you know if you would have told me I was going to be doing this I, I would say you're crazy it's never going to happen um, and just really it began like I said three years ago I had this calling I had this job that was very in the sort of superficial world um, I mean there's nothing wrong with it I mean it, it's, it's a wonderful experience to be it was the entertainment industry basically um, if that's what you're looking for if that's the fit for you I think it's a wonderful space but it just wasn't right for me and I was learning a lot about myself that I was more spiritual than I thought I was and I was very sensitive I was picking up on the energies I'm clairsentient so maybe your audience knows that term it means I'm just sensitive emotionally so I don't actually see the angels but I really feel them so for me you know if I close my eyes I could feel you there and then all the angels next to you right as if they were there so that's the way I feel them and that started like I said, three years ago when I reached a state, and 
I've been using the term enlightenment, but it's, it's one of those terms that I've learned carries a bit of baggage. There's the implication that I'm saying that I'm better than other people. No, I'm just using that term as because, for lack of a better term, I just felt I was in a different state than I was before. And I just was very sensitive, very aware of our interconnectedness. It was a really a state of bliss. It was beautiful. I've learned since then that that's how we're all born into that state as babies. And then we, we lose it because there's this, you know, self-doubt, fear, and all this conditioning on earth that, that sort of leads us astray from our true nature. And so really what that was, my journey really was returning to that true nature of who I was and actually when I was born, I knew what I came here to do, but then I lost my way, right? So it was me returning to that way. And at first, you know, I just basically, the angels came to me and just said, this person um, needs healing. And at the time I was like, what do you mean? Like I'd never even considered or thought or, you know, people ask me, what training did you do? I didn't train for this, at least not in this life, who knows, you know, in the other lives, but um, I just was called to do it. And when I did it, it just came very naturally to me. Mm. It was very clear. Everything, all the information that came through to help the client was spot on. Um, and just, it's wild, you know, and you know how this works. It just takes on a life of its own. Yeah. So I started doing, I wasn't even public with it. And I was already doing, uh, you know, readings with people from across the ocean in, in Ireland, actually. Mm. And and then, you know, and that was before I even came public with it. I came out, you know, on my blog, which, you know, I have this blog, which I've had for many, many years. So I've been public for many, many years, but not as this. I was I was just publicly, you know, it was a writing blog about writing fiction. That, that's what my passion was. It still is. But, you know, you know, like anything in life surprises and this came out and I've, I've grown to understand it right in that I understood now that. You know, at some point, my soul decided that it wanted to participate in the great awakening that's happening. I'm sure you and your audience knows about and we're all just awakening in consciousness. And it just happened to be that, you know, I set up without really knowing, kind of tricked into it. <laughs> I set up this huge platform and this website, not realizing that eventually it was going to be used to help reach, uh, you know, clients and people who needed to work with me. And so. You know, and I was terrified when I came out to my blog readers. I thought they would I have, have a mass exodus because that was not what the, the, the blog was about. And, you know, I did lose some people. I mean, that's going to happen. But there was actually a lot of people who had been with me since the beginning who were who totally were like, they were not surprised. They sort of thought, oh, yeah. The you're, so what was, your blog, what was your blog yeah. about initially? Initially, it was about me writing a fiction novel. Oh, okay. It was about you writing a fiction novel. And so, so yeah. as you're speaking, I'm just seeing, you know, the Great Awakening, as you said. I'm just seeing people who have uh, volunteered to be here, to be a part of the Great Awakening, being placed in different parts of community, different parts of the world, all over the world where it's needed, you know, in different communities and in different uh, neighborhoods and countries and it's just all the divine plan it's just beautiful and and then them having a normal human life because we have to experience what it is to be human right we have to be here we have to be human and uh and then having this awakening and for people watching this you know that's happening to you so a lot of people say i'm surrounded by people who don't believe in this stuff and it's like that's exactly why you're there <laughs> well, and I've I've learned this. Um, we're at a frequency. I think you know this. Where if you're listening to us right now, you're in a certain frequency state that you wouldn't be listening to this or even connecting with either of us if you weren't at a certain level. And mm -hmm. so this information is coming to you because if you're listening to this, you know, audience, you've been doing work healing yourself, uh, connecting with the divine. And you're ready to hear the message that's going to come through this video, through Karen's show. Um, and so one of the things that this is in service of, as you're saying, is confirmation. So they're looking at this and saying, well, there's Olene, there's Karen, you know, like they're, they're doing this work. So I'm not alone. Mm. And it's true. You're not alone. And it's like, it's like what you were saying, which is that, um, I agree. I, that's what I've heard, that we are all sort of placed across the world and we're 
you know, kind of each have our jurisdiction, so to speak, you yeah. know, where we work and we teach and we heal. And we don't necessarily always do it, you know, open and professionally like myself. Uh, there's some of us who are going to do it, like you're saying, you know, in a regular job. And people might not even know that you're doing it. Your, your, your presence is healing. You just go to work and people feel calm and they reach out to you or they connect with you. And that's your work. And that's all you came here to do. I had a client the other day who her angel told her, you know, you just came here to be a healing presence. So that's your mission. That's simple. <laughs> your purpose. You can do whatever you want. Your presence is healing. So just be a loving, just be you, be yeah. a loving, kind individual. And you're going to have a huge impact just being yourself. That's a, yeah. that's a huge lesson I've learned. You know, we're speaking about the lessons I've learned through all these different readings, healings. One of the big lessons is understanding that part of what humanity has to learn, what you have to learn, I have to learn, is that we're actually perfect as we are. <laughs> and we just have to be ourselves. And naturally, things will come to us. And that the struggle, the challenge, and it happens to me too, is that we have to get rid of the conditioning of the collective that says otherwise. And it's hard because that conditioning gets reconditioned. You know, every time we go out into the world, go to the work, watch TV, we get re re brainwashed basically. And so we totally. have to constantly clear out all that negativity when in truth we're all divine gods and goddesses here to create a universe. Exactly. And and uh, listening to you uh, speaking about your client, you know, many people have been placed here simply to channel energy, not to say anything or be anything or do anything, but simply to channel energy. But obviously the more positive you are, the less you're convinced by the social conditioning of fear and struggle and striving, the, the greater the energy you'll, tra you'll channel. You know, the more you love your life, the more you love people around you, the greater, the greater the channel that you'll be, just being, just being wherever you are, just shining the light. But um, anyway, we're off track. <laughs> I'm, just seeing, I'm just seeing that. I think, yeah, no, I think one of the challenges, and, and maybe this is what, you know, your audience needs to hear, which is that um, one of the things I get a lot that I've learned is that um, a lot of us who are teachers and healers, we get frustrated, we get disappointed, we get despair because we see so much negativity. Mm. And we have to remember that we actually knew it was going to be hard. <laughs> That's why we were here. You know, if everyone was healed and happy-go-lucky, there would be no need for us. So if you're here, you really have to, it is a spiritual warriorship. You wake up every day and you choose love over hate. You choose hope over fear. You choose to get up and do something versus, you know, giving up and not doing anything, right? And it is a daily practice and it is intense. And so if you're, you know, if you're watching this, understand that what the angels say is that you have to continually practice it. It's a, that's what spirituality is. It's not a, you know, it's not a fuzzy out there woo thing. A lot of people think that, you know, this, you know, like people look at us and they think we're just sort of, you know, just, oh, we just sit down and let everything happen. Well, no, there's, there's, there's a lot of doing in, in, in spiritual work, like meditating and prayer, all that stuff is still doing. It may not look like we're very busy, but we are very busy. There's a lot of internal shifts going on. We started off, you know, this, this session with shifting energies, right? And so there's stuff going on. People can't see it but understand that it is affecting the whole you healing yourself you doing the work is actually echoing across the earth but people can't see it with their six senses but it is happening it is changing and you start seeing it you know, there's celebrities I know recently I saw uh, one celebrity talking about you know his awakening and I just was amazed I was floored I was like wow you know the fact that this is reaching the mainstream already is, is mind-boggling yeah no there's the shift is happening the shift has hit the fan you know i wrote a blog recently <laughs> called <laughs> own your woo woo and that and this is the energy i'm feeling at the moment is that there's so many people out there that who have been vilified for their woo woo ways you know and i don't even want to call it woo woo anymore because yeah. psychic ability or channeling angels or talking to your guardian angel or talking to your guides or your higher self or your inner being or god or whatever you want to call it is a fundamental part of being human 
And if you're not aware of it, then you're lost in the forest, you know. And so it's not about a woo-woo anymore. It, it, it has to be more mainstream. It has to be accepted as more mainstream. And, you know, owning your woo-woo and coming out and saying, yeah, I talk to angels all the time in your work and on the bus and at the bus stop or wherever you are at the party is important because it reminds people that they too have that connection. They've just forgotten it. And uh, that's the energy I'm feeling very much at the moment for people to really own it, to really own. Yeah, and understand for me, yeah, what I feel like I need to share is understand that in a way, it sounds intense, but really it's beautiful. The notion of the spiritual warriorship and, and, you know, war is a word that's so loaded and, you know, I don't mean war in, in the conventional sense. No, I mean the sense that it's 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 challenging, you know, like it's a yeah. challenge and that if you feel exhausted and tired and you need to do that, it's okay, you know. Um, I see sometimes people or encounter clients where I feel like, you know, they don't let themselves rest or just have a moment where they might not, they don't know. It's okay to have moments where you, you're confused or you don't know or you just need to relax, you know, like you don't have to always be producing. That's a very you know, capitalistic ego thing. I know a lot of uh, spiritual teachers and healers who mistake that. They think, well, I have to always be trying to heal someone. Or always, that's a, you know, that's something I had to get out of early on when I started. I thought I had to save everyone. And now that I have this gift, right? You know, yeah. I got to save everyone. If I don't say something, the world's going to end. And I had <laughs> to really heal that and recognize that that was not healthy. It's not, you know, you, we can't, you can't save the whole world. Karen, I, I can't, you know, God knows we can't do it alone. And so one of the things is humbling yourself, guys, relax, do your best, you get to the people you can get to. If someone's not interested, okay, move, move as fast as you can, but don't overburden yourself. Don't feel like you always have to be a perfect spiritual guru, you know, like, you know, I try my best to be authentic and I tell people, you know, some days I, you know, I'm not in the mood, you know, like, and I'm cranky just like any other human. And some days I am, and I try to be authentic to that moment and allow the ebbs and flows of life. You know, you know, life, your spiritual journey has seasons. So there may be a season where you might even take a break from the stuff and, and not help anyone because you just need to relax. You know, read a book. You know, go in a cabin for a month and not talk to anyone because you need that reboot of energy. So, you know, talking about the shift and and the move, you know, don't just, you know, honor, you know, part of honoring the woo-woo, I I love that, (laughs) part of honoring your woo-woo is understanding that, yeah, you woo-woo, you know, you go up and down, you know, like, you may feel, (laughs) you know, really into it, and then maybe you get discouraged, and maybe you just need to lick your wounds for a bit, and then get back out there. That's what I mean by spiritual warriorship, is that when you're fucking in a battle, you know, people who are warriors understand that you get hurt, you don't stay out in the battle, you get the medic, the medic drags you out, you know, you go recover, and then you go back out. And I've, I've seen so much, I've encountered this with a lot of people and clients that you know, one of the things I've learned, because we're such giving, loving people who want to help people, we get, we start to kind of overburden ourselves and we feel like we have to, because we have these wonderful gifts, we take on too much. And so don't, only take what you can and leave the rest to God, as the angels would say, and and let you're not the only one. There's, you know, they're invisible, but they're always there and they can take things for you. So just just real quick, one of the big things that helped me was that when I finally recognized that I was trying to carry everything. And there's, a, you know, I'm sure it was the angels where I just got this idea of like, why don't I put it all on the angels? And I don't carry it. And I started to do that and it worked. And I was like, oh, it was my own thing. And and the angels, of course, very patiently waiting for me to learn that lesson and to grow, you know, more humble, really. That's what it is. Um, it's really ego. It's really pride. Sensitive. Oh, yeah. I'll take care of everyone and I'll take care of everything. No, you can't. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. You started healing people and it felt just very familiar. It was just like a remembering, like, oh, my God, I can do this. How did they really introduce themselves to you? So you're not seeing them. You're just feeling them energetically. I know that when you close your eyes, you see them, like you're not seeing them with your outside eyes. Uh, how did yeah, they, my third eye, yeah. 
how did they introduce themselves to you? Just they just talk to you and say, okay, here we are. We're here. Well, my, so my experience with them, and, and again, I, I, I always say this, even though I sound like a broken record, but I always like to tell people, I share my experience, but everyone has their own experience with the angels. And so whenever I share something, I don't want people to think this is the only way. I'm very open and, and, and I believe I want to honor everyone's experience. So if this is not your experience, I don't mind it. I only share this for people so that they, they get a sense of confirmation and validation, right? Of their own experience with the angel. So my experience with the angel, honestly, is they're very whimsical and they're very fun and playful. And so they didn't really come out and say what they were. They, it was through the first couple of them that at first I knew it was like a spirit. And I was like, okay, I think it's a spirit guy. Like they had me kind of solve it like it was a puzzle. Right. It was this mystery. And I realized now they were trying to, you know, let me have fun with it. You know, it is an adventure. You know, sometimes we take spirituality so seriously right and so by helping sort of breaking the ice and making it a fun journey of uncovering it I really you know was able to understand it was them um so it was really you know through a series of basically I would do the reading right and then the client would ask well who are you you know and these were my at first it was my friends and family so I was trying to learn what's going on too and so they would ask and there's well I'm your guardian angel and they, they would actually tell my friend, oh, you know, Olin, his job is to help people connect with the guardian angels. So it was through the actual readings where all that information came through at the beginning. And so at a certain point, they kind of, you know, downloaded all the information I needed to know going forward. But it was all through the readings. It wasn't directly. You know. And still, like, they don't tell me everything. There's still a lot that's a mystery. I, you know. I have this wonderful connection and I always ask them questions, but sometimes they don't answer, you know? So, you know, you just kind of, you cherish what they give you and you, you, you understand that that's what you need to know now. Yeah. You, 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 you do that. So. Okay. So I'm going to get into a bit more about who they are and what, the, why they're, you know, how they work with us. Uh, when I interviewed Lorna Byrne, who is the angel lady from Ireland, she said something really interesting to me about, you know, they are a creature of God, this is her vernacular, uh, but they don't have a soul. And that was something I heard for the first time. I'm like, okay, can you expand on that? Is that something that you understand? <laughs> well, I'll say this, and, and I think they would agree with me on this, is that one of the things that, I know this is a little bit of a tangent, but I think it's important. I feel like I need to share this. One of the things that we need to learn as humans is that we often want to have competing ideas, right? One of them has to win. It's very capitalistic, I think. Um, and, and so, you know, who's right and who's wrong, right? You know, and there's that kind of thing of like, well, who, when in reality, what the angels have told me, it's not, not about who's right, who's wrong, or who gets the winning. It's about connecting the puzzle piece to reveal the whole thing. Yeah. So you're talking about someone who has a puzzle piece I don't have. That's fascinating. That's interesting. I wonder what she means by that. I can only give you my puzzle piece. Yeah. You know? Well, I asked too, like, what does she mean <laughs> by that? Because her vocab was not very expanded because she was, she had been, her left brain had been completely dumbed down so that she could have this really expanded right brain experience that she saw spirit with her outside eyes, but not, um, so she couldn't read or write. And uh, in her 60s, she still really can't. And um, uh, so trying to translate this knowledge into, uh -huh. into language was not something that comes really easily because she doesn't have that, you know, broad yeah. sort of education. Of what, I get, what I got and maybe what, what I feel like she's meaning in a different way to put it yeah. is, is there something about them that to me um, isn't as human as humans? I think that's kind of where she's headed there. And maybe that's just her way of putting it. In that, what they have told me, one of the things that people will ask is whether their guardian angel is someone who has passed. And they had an interesting response to that, which is that, you know, no, because if, if they had just passed, they would be too attached to you. And they would be not able to be objective. Because guardian angels can't hold your hand. You know, they can guide you. They can give you clues. But they can't just give you all the answers to the test. That's not how the test works. So you have to have a certain objectivity and be able to you know, look at you if you're going through something really, really hard, but the plan was that you were supposed to figure it out. The angels have has to be able to not interfere and allow you to figure it out. 
But if you have someone there who's your grandmother, well, it's going to be very hard for her to just withhold and not interfere. And so that's the way, again, you know, speaking about perspectives, from my perspective, that's how I understand it. That's how they explain it to me. And to me, that makes sense to me. It could be that that's what she was headed for and what she was talking about, because a lot of people, and again, this is my perspective, my experience, I really invite people to connect with them and whatever, they could disagree with me, I'm, I'm fine with that. But my experience is they have to be not as, as, as earthly, because if they are, it's hard for them, it would be hard for them not to interfere, because they would be so attached to us and our experience. And at some level, you could look at it from a human perspective and say, well, that's a bit cold, right? Here I'm struggling and you're not helping me. You know, isn't that your job? And the truth of the matter is angels see us as gods and goddesses. In other words, they see that we can actually figure out on our own. And by the way, we often do. We often do. You know, if it happens to me, I, I will think, oh, you know, why don't, angel, why don't you tell me the answer? And then I'll figure out the answer and then I'll go, well, you know, Pretty, pretty good about myself. I said, well, I, I was able to figure that out. And I've noticed that the angels will confirm and validate when you pass the test. But while you're taking the test, sometimes they won't even tell you it's a test. You sort of have to kind of think, I think this is a test, <laughs> you know? And so you figure it that way. But I think I can only say that that sounds to me like maybe she's headed in that direction. But, you know, it could be its own okay. you know, energy. So this is the interpretation I got. So that when I asked, like, what does she mean by that? This is what I got. And again, my perspective, what I was told and how I've translated it, in that they are a creature of the divine. So they are a spark of, you know, source, an extension of source energy, as we are a soul. Well, she said they don't have souls, but they don't incarnate in different realities. So we as souls can play third dimension, fourth dimension, fifth dimension, other planets, different dimensions. Like we can play in all these different places, right? Have all these amazing experiences. Come into the third dimension and like be really kind of forget, forget who the hell we are and have to remember or have more memory. And, you know, we can play in all these different. They are always in that perspective of all knowing, all seeing, and mm -hmm. they don't incarnate into these different places, worlds. They stay connected and one with the divine and one with yeah, us yeah. so they stay in that broader perspective so that they're always there from that point of view is this making sense so yeah um, no I, I completely agree and but but they are actually um an aspect of our soul you know because our guardian angel is so attached to us that it is an aspect of us so we are our guardian angel like our high we are our higher self uh, so it's an aspect of our higher self, I suppose, because our higher self is like a collective of more than one aspect. <laughs> yeah, it and gets see, so complicated. Yeah, but. you see, that's that's what happens to me when someone asks me, right? You know, well, what's who's the garden angel? And I was like, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, like it, it's like I could give you something like you do, which is beautiful. I I agree with that, but at the same time. It's so limiting. As you saw, you struggle at a certain point where you're like, there's a truth there, but the words aren't there. That's how I feel too. I try to explain it to people. And that's the best way I can explain it. I just know that that fundamentally we're all one. So wow. in essence, you could, if you want, that's why I say, you know, if you want, if your perspective is, well, my guardian angel is an aspect of me and, or it's my higher self, that's okay. I, I, you know, for me, the way that I see it is I, I, I feel them and have known them to be a very, unique energetic signature and that's how i understand them but you know i do know that at the highest level it's all the same thing so to me yeah. I, you know what i mean so it, it's really what happens is like it's, it's a quality like, it's a quality of the divine it's kind of like a quality yeah. like maybe your galactic guide is a different quality or a different vibration a different frequency a different feeling a different energy signature as you say but your angel is a yeah it's like a quality that you can feel yeah. It's like the difference between you and me. We are the same being, right, in essence, but there is a uniqueness to Karan and the uniqueness to me that makes us different. But at the same time, we're the same. If we can be in both of those worlds at the same time, that's how it's supposed to be, right? Yeah, we yeah. recognize, we respect each other, we're kind to one another because we recognize we're the same. But then we also allow each other to be ourselves, you know what I mean? So I think as long as you're kind of in both those worlds, I think it's quite nice. But I think where it gets kind of problematic 
is if you start to kind of create divisions and try to say, well, yeah. you know, I'm better than you or I'm higher than you or, you know, I, you know, earlier on I had these experiences where I would connect with some individuals and who were, you know, spiritual healers and they would be like, oh, you, you connect with the guardian angels? Oh, that's so low. I, I connect with much higher beings than the guardian angels. And, you know, like, I was like, come on, guy, you know, like, you know, we all have gifts. We're all equal, you know, fundamentally. And, you know, the way we each connect with spirit is going to be different. I have to say, they are just laughing. They are just <laughs> laughing out loud at that one. They're just like holding their bellies at that one. Oh, I connect with such higher beings. They just think that's hilarious. <laughs> and, you know, when I, you know, I, 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 when I started off, I didn't, have the experience and so I would be very was very I guess you could say naive although you know it wasn't that bad you know I was read out reach out to everyone that you know at first I've learned to be more discerning as I went along that was part of my growth but at first that's what I would do and so I would get that kind of response now I don't you know because I'm much more intentional you know about who I connect with but early on yeah I had a lot, I had a lot of that but you what know, I learned what, what they do say, sorry to interrupt you, what they do say is that, um, and this is something Lorna said too, is that because they don't have this, you know, that aspect of their soul or whatever, their divine aspect, don't, doesn't have this experience, this physical experience, or in, in this place and others, they actually really worship us for that. You know what I mean? That we would come as a soul and then we would forget and go through all these traumas and struggles and stuff like that. They actually really um, praise us for that and, and feel like we are much, not higher, it's not higher, lower, but it's the same way as we would see someone who's been ravaged with cancer and then healed, like we just think, oh, my God, you know, you're so brave to have gone through that. I so admire you, you, you like that that they so admire yeah. us yeah well you know we're often as humans we're very much like oh we're low wretched you know ugly yeah. you know like we, we think we think we think we're so horrible i mean we really do but um one of the things that we have that the angels actually don't have is this limited perspective of the universe yeah. we, th we we take take for granted because we think well who wants to limit we want is i want to see 360 you know yeah. sometimes i have those moments too like i like i love to see you know, no past, no future, everything in the now. What is that like? Yeah. You know, be the angel. But they really actually, I agree with you. I, what I felt and known and heard from them is that they do admire us and they do say, listen, though, you know, you know, part of it, you know, people talk about higher self, you know, and we have to understand that, yes, the higher self is important, connecting with it and getting the guidance. But you know what? Our human self needs to send messages to higher self as well and inform higher self of what's going down on here in the earthly plane. And the higher self actually needs that. God actually needs us. That's the thing that people might be shocked to hear. As much as we need God, God needs us. And so we need to be um, basically, you know, the way that I like to explain is that, you know, as, as we're getting this divine information, it's okay for us to tell the universe, I'd love to do that. But how am I going to pay for it? You know, like, you know, there's this practical thing and this practical thing. And so you have to give them feedback and say, well, I need this, this, this. You know, and as long as you're specific and detailed and, you know, have that intention and then, you know, let it go and be open to it. It's that feedback loop, right? So, you, you know, one of the things I always I feel like I often have to teach people is understanding how prayer works. You know, when you ask for something, it's not like Santa Claus, you know, it's not like here's what I want for Christmas, and then you get it. <laughs> you know, it's, we're here to grow spiritually, so you may ask for something, and then you get something that's completely out of the blue that you're like, what does this have to do with anything? And yet it contains within it the essence of what you need for your spiritual growth, which is why you came. You didn't come here to just get presents on Christmas Day. I hate to say that. Oh, <laughs> that just sort of reminds me of a client that I had uh, yesterday. Oh, that's just beautiful. You know, she she had this moment of yelling at someone in a car park and then this person was really compassionate to her and then she beat up on herself for getting so because she's on her spiritual path and she's channeling her guides yeah. and she's blogging and she's like amazing. How could I have forgotten in this moment and been so human and been so angry, right? And then she said the person she was yelling at was so kind and forgiving, someone she worked with. And then she said to me yesterday, you know, her boss was yelling at her 
And the message that she got from that other experience was, well, you'll be given that opportunity one day too to be as kind, as compassionate as that person was for you. And it happened like within weeks. And she's like, and now my boss is yelling at me and she forgets that actually she asked for that. Because inside of like someone yelling at you, can I be as compassionate and as forgiving as that person that was for me? You know what I mean? It's like, be careful what you ask for. That's like your spiritual growth. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, the going along with the lower self and higher self or whatever, our human experiences, right? These kind of things, of, you know, going to get our car checked or something. We think that that's below, you know, some people, that's below, like, I, I'd rather go right, you know, I don't want to, you know, you know, sweep my room. That has nothing to do, you know, that's low, you know. And, you know, in fact, you may, you may have a situation in which all you need to do right now is, is dust your place. That that's actually an important spiritual practice that you need to engage in. Mm-hmm. Organize your, you know, kitchen cabinets, what, what have you. Um, you know, bake a cake. You know, it's really not, you know, like we need to let go of the need for, you know, everything spiritual to be big grand or miraculous or or complicated um sometimes it is but sometimes it's literally what you need to do right now is just take a nice bath and just relax you know absolutely absolutely okay where are we going with this Uh, what else would they like to talk about so let's get practical with them and see how they can help us because like you said they often let us figure it out for ourselves and um but they but they're biting at the bit you know to help us i I remember talking to howard storm who had a near-death experience in 85 and he said that that was a big one and he said that he was chatting to the angels and he said that um they actually have a lot of restraints on them because they want to help us so much they want to sort of you know, wipe up the food away from our mouth, like like mothers do for babies. They feel like that. And they actually have a lot of restraints on them because our spiritual growth is all about helping ourselves. So how do they help us? How, what can we ask from First them? First of all, you know, this might be shocking to some, we're the ones that put it on them. You know, we yeah. wanted them to have restraints. So, you know, you know, every, you know, next time you're frustrated and, you know, why, does, why don't you tell me something? Think, <laughs> oh, why did I do this? You know, like, that's what, like, why, why would I, I, that's the way I look at it when I confront a challenge and I'm not getting guidance. It's like, okay, why would I make myself, why, why do I need to learn this right now? Yeah. And so you're shifting it to reclaiming your power, you see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to answer your question about, you know, how, how do we navigate, I think it was, repeat your question, sorry. How do they help us? How how can we get them to help us? Yeah, so so you know, again, seems tangential, but it answers your question. What we need to do at first is understand we're gods and goddesses, and so we do have great gifts, great genius level. I mean, there's conditioning that teaches us that we're you know, dumb, we're ugly, we're all these bad things. We have to affirm the positive and recognize that actually we have the tools. So in the moment, so yes, ask and pray, right? Wish, affirm, you know, be specific. You know, a lot of people talk about, you know, I won't get into visualization and, you know, dream making, right? A lot of people talk about that. So do all those things. But I think what my message here for you today in your audience is, is that you've got to let it go and trust that what you get back, even though it's not at all close to what you asked for, contains the essence of what you need at that moment for spiritual growth. So you're going to receive it. And when you receive it, I want you to recognize and just say, you know, I'm a powerful goddess. This is an opportunity for my growth. Okay. We've got some, we've got some interference. Every time is that. Hello. Yeah. We've got some interference. Alrighty, so let's let's make it practical. You said something really interesting, and I think a lot of people will relate to this. You said, "I've got this great idea. I want to create something, but how do I get the money to do that? How can the angels help us do that?" Because I see this a lot in this sort of new age spiritual community. People wanting to start, 
you know, healing centers and, and, you know, things they have big ideas because when you're inspired, you know, your ideas get really big and then you think at a really practical level, well, I don't have millions of dollars to create that. How am I going to create that? Oh, that's a, that's a really big question. So we're going to, you're going to get a lot of, okay, really? All right. So they do want to talk now. <laughs> so the angels um, are going to channel through me now. So this is a treat for you, for you and your audience. So let me just, so I'm, so I, Olin, am stepping aside and this is the guardian angels as a collective with the message for all of you. They say, do not focus on the future so much. When you manifest or when you imagine or you ask, it's okay to be in detail and say, I want this amount of money, you know, and this in my bank account, and I want this house and this material object. But then you must release it and come back into the now moment because in the now moment, as, as Taran just said, from the angel's perspective, everything is now. That's why we're so powerful, because we can see that and we create from the now. Humans have difficulties because they keep thinking, I just thought this is what I want and I don't see it around me, right? You know, must be doing something wrong, right? That's a thought. They said, get rid of the thought that it's not around you. It is. Now, it may look to you like a seed. It's not the big old oak tree yet, right? It's just the seed of the oak tree. So, we say to you very clearly, because all of you have been asking and wondering, asking Karen, asking Olin, this same question. Here's your answer. You think it's not coming to you. It is. But it is the seed of the thing. You're focused too much on the future. You need to relax, let go, and look around, pay attention, and listen. It's always there. In fact, it happens like this. If you're really tuned in... And Karan, you know this, and Oli knows this. When you're really just dropping into the now moment and ask for something, boom, there it is. Trust your intuition. Allow it to guide you. Allow for that seed of the oak tree to be something that instead of you forcing it to be the oak tree already, plant it, water it, be patient, visit it often, and allow it to slowly grow. And understand that the journey is as much part of the spiritual path as the destination. So we say to you, you think this is about dream manifestation and well, I'm not good at it. And we say to you, you don't, you're, you're, not, you're only looking at one spiritual tool, one spiritual practice. There is this other spiritual practice that we say, we will call it divine patience. And if you don't like patience, if you hate patience, you have not learned what divine patience is. Because <laughs> when you truly learn divine patience, you will love it. Absolutely love it. Because divine patience is just telling you everything you could ever need is right here before you. And the moment you think the thought of lack is when the entire project unravels before your eyes. Why? Because you're the one who did it. You are goddess, you are God. Therefore, if you want to have a now moment that is lacking, in other words, the million dollars you asked for isn't here, then it will be so. Yeah. And every day you'll be complaining, I asked for this million dollars to start my healing practice, and I still haven't gotten it, I must be a failure at dream manifestation. What other book, let me buy another book on dream manifestation. Maybe I didn't get the, this time. Oh, wait, it says the same thing from a different perspective with different words. Oh, my God. Mm. Right. Mm. Divine patience. Divine patience. I think this is something that humans find really difficult is to have that alignment and that feeling of having something that they perceive they don't have, like money or maybe if you're in pain, how can you feel like you're not in pain when you're in pain? Like somebody says, you know, align with health, but when you're unhealthy, it's hard to feel healthy or imagine health or be in the now moment with the vibration you're looking for. I think that we as humans have a lot of trouble with that. Any tips, well, Angel? 
Yes, again, shift in perspective. The pain was the result of you not being in the now. Mm. So the only way to get rid of the pain is to face the pain and allow yourself to come back in the flow so that the pain can be released. The reason, aha, ha ha ha, you don't have the money is because you were present and saw the money was right there. It was being offered to you. The only way we can explain this is by you observing someone else that you know. And each one of you has this friend or family member who will say, well, I don't have the money. And you might say, oh, you know, I have, I have maybe 20 bucks. I can let you borrow that. And the person says, no, 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 no. I'll, I'll find it someplace else. What just happened there? The universe through you was trying to help your friend. And because of pride, because of egotism, because of some idea that it has to be in a certain form or box or from the future, they just closed off their ability to receive abundance. Exactly. Perhaps they thought, 20, that's not what I had in my mind. My friend, I had not in my mind that it was going to come to my friend. Now, I had not in my mind that it was going to come now. Mm. You see what happens? Mm. And so rather than think, oh, but it's so hard if I have pain to be, the reason you are in pain, the reason why you are in lack is because you were at one point not in the now. Beautiful. So to re-enter the now is to uncover the abundance. And yes. Say that again, to enter the now is to? Recover your abundance. Oh, that's beautiful. To enter the now is to recover your abundance. Love that. This is the lesson of divine patience. Mm. And you might so the, say, oh, why don't other people talk about this more? Well, they're not very patient. <laughs> <laughs> they're not listening. They're not slowing down. They're trying to speed things up and focus more on the material, on what the six senses tell them. And the six senses will always give you not enough, not enough. Oh, this is a delicious piece of cake, but it's not as good as the piece of cake that I imagine. <laughs> right oh this is a wonderful relationship but it's not the relationship i imagine yes divorce right so if you let go of that in other words focus on the intent right intent what you want and then let it go and trust what you get that is the answer yes i i'm just loving this it's like if you haven't got what you want it's because you're not in the now and in, the now, and in the now, you have everything that you could ever want when you're in the now. And guess what? The first belief pops up is, no, that can't be true. <laughs> it's like, I'm looking in the now and, and it's not true. Well, that's a thought. Get rid of the thought and get in the now. And when you get in the now, you will see it. Those who are in the now have everything they need. Yes. So if you're still thinking... I don't believe Olene, I don't believe the angels, that I'm looking around and I don't see it. That's a thought in your head. Shift the thought. In the now is where I recover my abundance. Look around, be patient, and there it is. Yeah. Understand, it may not be exactly what you asked for, and it may come in a form you weren't expecting, but it's there, always there. It's there, always there. Well, it's all about vibration, isn't it? It's all about vibration alignment. I mean, why is it that you want the million dollars and the, the business and to heal the world or to fix the world or to have the health or to have the relationship? Because you want to feel connected. You want to feel loved. You want to feel, you know, like you're fulfilled, like you're fulfilling your life plan. You want to feel in alignment and all that's available right now. Exactly. Right now. It's all available great. right now. They're like great students. <laughs> you got it. You got it. But there's some out there that still don't get it. So I'm going to say it in a different way. We, collective, the guardian angels, I'm going to say it a slightly different way. We get that you get it, Karen. <laughs> but we're going to say it one more time so that people who are listening to this really light bulb goes on. If you are constantly thinking what's around you, the people around you, the place that you're in is wrong. It's not where you're supposed to be. What path then is there for you? Consider that. 
If everything is wrong, therefore everything is a wall. And guess what? You're stuck in a box. You can't move anywhere. And what are you waiting for? What, tomorrow? Well, tomorrow will be now again. <laughs> and still the relationship, the location, the car that you don't like, everything that you don't want that you think is wrong will continually appear because guess what? It's all in the now. So I ask you to stop looking for some path somewhere in the future, some other place. Here's the path. Now is the path. So your location, your relationship, where you're at currently, the amount in your bank account, that's what you got to work with. Use that as a bridge. Why are you using that against you? Even if you just have $20 in your bank account, think about, well, how can I stretch that 20, you know, to take me to the next step, not take you to the final step where you're on stage in front of millions of people doing your healing workshop. No, just to get you to the next step. And you'll always get what you need for the next step. Remember the oak tree seed. That's what you're given right now. Honor that. And if you practice divine patience, before you know it, you look around and this happens to many people. Suddenly, oh my God, 20, 30 years ago, I imagined this dream house. I imagined this dream husband. I imagined, and here it is. I actually, I actually forgot about it. Good. Forget about it. <laughs> Put it out there and then forget about it. Trust and take it a day at a time. This is the only path that you get is the now. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that. Thank you. I'm going to uh, speak directly to the collective. Am I speaking to the collective? And I'm going to pose that question again. How do our angels help us? Yes, you've been speaking to the collective. Olene is bye-bye. <laughs> uh, we're still here, and thank you for your question. We laugh, <laughs> and we think it's quite interesting, your conversation. You and Olene trying to figure out who exactly we are. We're quite the mystery. We know that. And we know that every day you all might consider, well, who are we? What do we look like? What's our names? And, What's up with us? And we say to you, all of you humans are far more interesting than we are. That might surprise you. But in truth, your mission here at this moment, at this great awakening, is quite the feat. And so you're asking us, how do we help you? We're helping you in the mission each of you came here to fulfill, which is to participate in this great awakening. Each of you is part of it. You would not be living on earth if you were not part of it. Yeah. Everyone's a part of it. Everyone. So next time you, you encounter someone who's really difficult, you think, there's no way possibly this person has anything to do with the awakening. Oh, they have everything to do, mm -hmm. my darling. <laughs> it's perfect. If you were to see it from our perspective, you would see the perfection of it all. Mm. But our job is to guide you little by little with hints and clues, little breadcrumbs, to help you recognize. It's sort of like blindfolded, right? You're, you're doing this backwards blindfold, okay? And so we're the little whisper, go left, go right. <laughs> no, don't hit the wall, right? That's how we're doing that. And so unfortunately, we would love to take the blindfold off, you know, un, un, get, get rid of the handcuffs, you know, set you free, but then you would just return to a state that's very similar to where we're at. And that, that's not the point here. The point is that each of you have come with a specific purpose to help in the collective awakening of humanity. And what we can say right now is that each of you also has a supernatural gift that assists in that humanity, in that awakening of humanity, and it's complementary. They work together. They're not as Olene said, they're not competing, they're adding to each other. And so part of the growth is releasing that, letting that go, not having the need to win or be right, and letting everyone's perspective be heard and seen and adding it all together and letting it fulfill you, expand you. 
thank you. Thank you for that. That was beautiful. That was just so beautiful. Is there any other messages that the Angel Collective would like to leave with us today before we wrap it up? Yes. So this is the Garden Angel um, as a collective coming through now again. They said, yes, there is another message we'd like to give as parting. And that is many of you, you can't help it, but recognize there's a lot of turmoil and suffering going on in the world. And there is a, there's a wanting, perhaps even a need sometimes to sort of feel like you want to just despair and crawl in a little ball in the corner and, and not face all of this. And we just want to say to you that as much as you see on the news that is horrendous or fear-based, understand that at, at the core of everything, although you may not perceive it so, everything really is okay. Everyone's okay. And we invite everyone to, on a daily basis, really connect with whatever you want to call it, whether it's your garden angel, your higher self, that inner small still voice. Connect with it. Connect with the peace underneath the chaos. And from that place, go out and help people. Go out and teach. Go out and spread your message. Don't get caught up and let the, you know, the turmoil, really the illusion, um, distract you or cause you to be in panic. Because in panic and in fear, you're actually going to make things worse. <laughs> so work through all that on a personal level, clear it out of your system, get to a place where you can be connected and grounded and, and know that peace and be a, a vessel or a messenger of that peace and knowing so that when people hear you and meet you, they are brought to a calm. And then you could help people, you see. So it's not to say that these things aren't scary, difficult, and channel, channel, channeling, challenging. challenging. <laughs> <laughs> um, they are, we understand that, and we honor that. But how can you best help the world? You can best help the world by grounding yourself daily and making sure that you can be that peace, the messenger of peace, the messenger of everything is okay. Through your energy, through your beingness, and that is the message we'd like to give in part. Beautiful. Be the peace. And be they, the, be the yes. peace you wish to see in the world. Yeah. Be that which you wish to see. So in they, the world, were, mm. they retreated. So that's, that's quite a treat. You know, when I do the, the readings, it's only an individual spirit, as much as you can call it that. But, <laughs> you know, uh, and so. It's not often they come as the collective, so that's a real treat. Oh, honey, they will be coming lots more as the collective, let me tell you. I, I, when I was watching you on Kevin Moore's show and you said that, oh, they've come as the collective. I've never done that before. I'm thinking, oh, they'll be coming more like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I've been only doing it for about almost three years, so so who knows where this Oh, that's going. nothing. Three years <laughs> is nothing. <laughs> You've got a whole lifetime to go. And uh, the collective, I love the collective. I think that, um, yeah, you know, the nature of your work will probably change because the collective will come in more with that collective message because that's really, you know, where we're going as a human society to see ourselves more as a part of a collective and not the individual problem like my problem and my relationship and my money and my desires. It's more about the desires for the collective, the desires for humanity. How can I help humanity? How can I? you know, show humanity that we are all one. That oneness is just such an important message right now. And so they bring that, you know, because they live that oneness. They are that oneness. And so they bring that that collective message as a collective, yeah. Most people think, you know, it's me and my guardian angel. So there's like me and then another, you know, there's these separate singular entities. And uh, it yeah, just... On the, I, I'll, you know, I can confess on a personal level, I sort of stopped trying to put them into a box. So yeah. I just kind of like, you know, so I don't even, you know, I just sort of, each time I feel like I have a grasp and this is what it is, 
it's like the next, the very next day, it's as if they purposely throw something to just shatter it. And then I'm like, okay, so I've learned to just be like, you know, that may happen. So whatever it is, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I think uh, I kind of let go of the need to sort of basically that, you know, fundamentalist thing where it's like, it's this way and it's never going to be any other <laughs> any other way and well the thing about the thing about the angels is they've been a part of our um you know our dogma our our collective religious understanding and we've been presented with them as these singular beings they're they're like people always saying what does my guardian angel look like what color is her hair and does she have big wings or small wings you know this has been the human mind and so we look for those comparisons and as you know, Aline, it's just so much beyond that. That's yeah. the human and mind trying to interpret an energy which is vast and infinite. And yeah, and as I said, it's so for me, it's okay. You know, if people want to view it that way. I completely understand and completely respectful of that. But mm-hmm. you know, my own people ask me, you know, the question, you know, how do you perceive them? I'm like, you know, they they show me a different part of themselves every day and. Yeah. And I sort of let it go because I realize anytime I try to put them in the boxes, I'm limited. I'm limiting yeah, them exactly. and their potential. And they really are so much more than I could put into words, so much more than I could visualize, so much more. Mm. Mm. They are, as we are, as we are so much <laughs> more than what you're looking at on the screen. We all are. Yeah. Aline, it's been so beautiful to chat with you today and to have the angels come through. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. And just tell people about your website. I think that you're, you said that you're going to change your website to reflect more of what you're doing now or have you done that? Yeah, uh, not yet. <laughs> um, right now I have basically my website is www.thecouragetocreate.com and that's T-O, that's not T-O, it's with a two. And basically right now, that's that's the site. I, I do talk about the angels, but it also has other stuff like my writing. But soon I'm going to launch a new site that's just focused on the angels. But for now, it works because all the information of how to contact me and how to set up a reading is there. So that's that'll be useful for now. But, you know, check me out there. You know, I love the name of it, The Courage to Create, because you said that your blog was about creating a book. So you, you know, you were kind of talking about the courage to like create a book, right? I think. Yeah. But, you know, when you think about that, the courage to create, it's exactly what this conversation has been about. The courage to create, the courage to be in the moment, the courage to not worry, the courage to be the creator of your reality, which is, you know, the deliberate creator of your create. Like it takes courage to trust. It takes courage to, in the face of diversity, to love, in the face of horror, to be in peace. It takes courage and when you are in those vibrations, when you are in trust and love and joy and peace, you are the delicious co-creator of your reality. That's the, that's the courage that you're talking about. So I just love the title of it, The Courage to Create. <laughs> and, and, you, bet, and, you know, it's funny. I bet you didn't think that at the time that you wrote it. Right? No, yeah, <laughs> as you were saying that, it's like, you know, that's kind of what it is. It's, you know, I had to let go of my ego and realize, Oh no! Wait, this is not. This is this is beyond me. Mm-hmm. You know, when this was created, the name of it, right? You know, it just occurred to me the name. I just thought that that was a good name for it. Yeah. And as you just said it, you know, as the time went on, and you you see the end, right? Because I'm sort of concluding it because I want to focus just on the angels. You realize, yeah, it's like, oh God, I'm not really. I mean, I'm writing it, but I'm part of something bigger here, and this is a bigger story. And just, you know, as you were saying, it's funny, it's probably connected to that. It's more than just me, as you were saying. It's this collective journey. And so people, if you visit my website, you could go on the archives and you could see the journey of me uncovering it and the kind of awkwardness of me sort of saying, uh, hey, guys, I speak to angels now. Um, I don't know what this means. <laughs> and you just follow that. And, you know, it's very, it's, you know, it's wonderful. But, you know, at the same time, it's a bit awkward and bizarre and, and you recognize that it's, it, it, I understand that it is going to be, it is a reflection of, of what's going on with so many people across the earth. So it's not really ended up being 
yeah, not about me. It was about the collective. And so I had to kind of let go of my ego and let it be what it was going to always be, which is this journey. Yeah, like you said, I had no idea when I started it that I was going to do this. And so as you follow it, you do see a kind of, and at first I thought, well, this is pretty unfortunate. It seems sort of awkward. But now I, you know, as you, as you just said, it's quite brilliant. And, you know, it's but, brilliant. It's bloody brilliant. <laughs> I mean, courage is just just that courage. It's such an important, it's such an important attribute. The light workers need is not the word I want to say, but light workers can be right now is that courage to be courageous, because it takes courage to be different. It takes courage to be not the same as everybody else. It takes courage to like live outside of the mainstream flow. You know, there's this river of mainstream and we step outside of it and say, hi, guys, over here. <laughs> takes courage. Takes yeah, courage well, to own your woo-woo, like I, my blog. Like, yeah. I am well, courageous. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I mean, it was a great pleasure and honour to, to get to know you and your audience. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I mean, I... I I never know what's going to come through. So I didn't know that they were going to come through, and they did, gladly. And so I'm just really, I'm just so happy, you know, that you got, you know, all of you and your audience have gotten, you know, some information that, that you know, could be helpful. Thank you again, Oline, for being on the show. Blessings. Isn't Oline beautiful, beautiful angelic collective translator, angelic energy. So the angels had asked me to um, spread their message, get their message more on the show, and I am doing as I'm told, and he's such a lovely person. Thanks for watching or listening to another show, Accentuating the Positive with Karen Swain. Great to have you with us, and I'll catch you next time. Bye for now. It's been so wonderful to be of service to you again please remember if you're a change maker or a new world teacher or if you have an incredible life journey that you would like to share that's what we do in the inner sanctum join our little webinar series i shouldn't call it little should i join our webinar series for the deliberate creation for the new world teachers i help you with those subconscious thoughts that stop you from being all you know you can be and helping you help others it's all about being the best you can be so that you can inspire others to be the best they can be and together we can change this world we can uplift and make the shift thanks for joining me love you all bye for now thanks so much for joining us for another enlightened conversation on accentuate the positive if you would like spiritual guidance from my guides blissful beings go to karenswain.com for a reading or to listen to more enlightened thought leaders share their wisdom go to the listen page on karenswain.com and choose who you want to listen to all the podcasts are also available on iTunes. Remember to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, you name it, we're there. Until next time, bye for now. If you feel like